Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. We are back. Let's dive right into the culture clash. And listen, we are talking about number six. And for those of you that are joining the podcast for the very first time, I don't want to take for granted that you know what we're talking about. So those of you that have been following the podcast, you're just going to have to take one minute. Just hold on for one minute. Let me explain to the people who are listening for the very first time what we are talking about. When I say number six, we have been on a series called The Culture Clash. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to all the podcasts so far. This will be number six in that series as we have been talking about the seven mountains of culture. We have found out that there are basically seven spheres of influence to culture. And I want to name all seven of them and then pick up on the sixth one that we're talking about today. Number one is the family. Number two is the religious or church mountain. Number three is business. Number four is government. Number five is education. Number six is arts and entertainment. Yeah, we're about to talk about it today. Number seven is media. And so our assignment is to make sure that out of these seven mountains, that the influence of the kingdom of God is in these mountains. Because if the influence of the kingdom is not in these mountains or the influence of the word of God in these mountains, these mountains will be perverted to do harm instead of bring blessing and good to the people. And so Jesus' assignment was to bring the kingdom. And when he brought the kingdom, which is the order of God, the rule of God, the reign of God to the earth. That's why he calls his Bible law in, in Psalms. If you read the book of Psalms, you, you'll hear the word of God referred to as law, the laws of God, the commandments of God. Well, what those are, those are legal laws, legal um, principles that will govern the people of God. That comes from their creator or their king, God. So God functions as a king over the domain, a kingdom, a king's domain over the earth. And so we don't get to tell God what to do with his domain. <laughs> we don't get to tell God what to do with his planet. He made it. He created the earth. He created it. So he gets the right, the rules to it. He gets the right, the laws to it. And what has gotten us in trouble is starting with Adam is when we want to write our own laws about what we are going to do in the earth that oppose what God said to do and not do. That is what all of the trouble is about. It's about being disobedient to the commandments, to the laws of God. And so now we thank God that he is merciful to us, but yet we need to align ourselves with the laws of God especially if we want America to be blessed. And so that's the assignment of the church. And so when it comes to arts and entertainment, where do I begin? Oh, my God. I remember as a teenager 
and this will date me, which I don't mind telling you I'm 50 years old. And I remember as a teenager watching, you know, shows begin to turn. The culture begin to really turn in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 80s, where you went from shows like Leave it to Beaver, Gilligan's Island, you know, I grew up watching Good Times, The Jeffersons, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up watching shows like that. And as I begin to get on into to my teenage years, things begin to develop from an entertainment standpoint like MTV and BET and where music being able to become visual where you could have music put to video, that phenomenon began to come on the scene big time at the end of the, the seventies into the eighties. And that phenomenon became the tipping point in a lot of changes in entertainment. Now it had been sliding that way, but it was a slow slide where shows that my mom grew up watching, they weren't even allowed to kiss on television. I love Lucy. They couldn't even sleep in the same beds. Entertainment was very funny. It was very wholesome. It was very pure. The music was about life. It was about things that happened in life. The movies even though there might have been things in the movies, it was not in your face gross immorality. There's always been immorality. There's always been sin. There's always been illicit things. But there was some type of control over what we allowed to be seen, though, in the mainstream. And in my teenage years is where we begin to see that train begin to leave the tracks. And all of a sudden, I found myself one night watching a cop show. And it was the first time on a major network, mainstream networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, HBO had started showing some things that were very illicit. Of course, the movies had things, but you couldn't get it sitting in your living room without paying for some type of premium channels or going to some type of adult entertainment. It had never invaded the home, and I found myself watching television, and I never will forget because I believe the TV show, I know it was a cop show, and this is, I'm, I'm just trying to remember all of it as it came to me, but I believe it was NYPD Blue. And, and in this show was the first time they showed nudity on mainstream TV. And they showed the backside of a gentleman. And at that moment, without me even knowing the prophetic implications, the spiritual implications of it, I knew that we had reached a tipping point where gross immorality and illicit things were coming right to our doorstep. 
And of course, the culture took off, you know, from the 70s, 80s, 90s into and morphed into what it is today, where we have any and everything everywhere. It's in commercials. It's on billboards. It's in TV shows. It's in music. Um, the introduction of rap music has come on the scene and illicit lyrics and talking about women in a degrading fashion and movies. Now, if you are a Christian, you have to search high and low to try to find a movie to watch that is not filled with vile language and nudity and illicit sexual scenes and same sex scenes and they're pushing the the homosexual agenda everywhere you don't have to ask for it you try to watch a tv program and there it is and they have normalized so much immorality the problem is is that this is against the word of god and for the church to be so silent against things that are against the word of God. This is how we get movements. The reason we had Jim Crow for all the time we had it is because the church was silent. The, the reason we, we have um, the Bible taken out of school is because the church was silent. The reason we have abortion as the law of the land is because the church was silent. The reason we have same-sex marriage as the law of the land is because the church was silent. And then we've had all of this degrading of women, all of these, this explicit language, all this vulgarity, all of this ungodliness, all of this stuff done in the name of entertainment. And it is allowed to, 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 um, to just blow up. I mean, just it, huge because the church is silent. And most of the time, the church will watch things like that and feel no conviction about it. Listen to the music, feel no conviction about it whatsoever, because we have been desensitized by the culture. Satan is very patient. He knew that if he kept it in our eyes and in our ears, looking at it, listening to it, watching it, everybody's doing it. Put it here. Put it there. Keep it going. Just keep it going. Keep it going. He knew we, we would become numb to it. And that's what the average Christian. And I don't mean matter of fact, maybe that's too strong. I don't want to come across too opinionated because I don't like giving opinion. I like stating facts, but the Bible did tell us we've got to be very careful because one of the main tools that Satan will use in the last days is deception. And we have allowed ourselves to sit up and take in so much entertainment until our eyes no longer see, our ears no longer hear. We let our children listen to it. We let them walk around with music in their ears that is vulgar and vile and ungodly and filled with cursing and swearing and degrading of women and rebelling against rules and society and law and and we glamorize these people and these people now have more influence over the culture than the preacher. It amazes me how now you have entertainers 
lecturing preachers, lecturing the church about what we're supposed to be doing. Oh, my God, sometimes I, I get so upset. No, not at the entertainers, at the church, at preachers, at people who who have at Christian people who have become so passive. We've allowed this to be normalized. We we don't blink an eye. A curse word now does nothing to us. I mean, it can be just as, I mean, just illicit and the entertainment is filled with it. And, and 120 and 30 F words are in programs and all of it and, uh, and the damning of God's name and all of this. And we just sit up and it's just normalized. The Bible says if the church has lost its salt. If the salt has lost its savor, if we've lost our ability to impact culture, then the Bible says we are good for nothing than to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. Salt that's lost its savor is good for nothing. It can just be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. Well, at the risk of being maybe an outlier here, an aberration, I for one, as a 50 year old young man, I, for one, am going to sound the alarm. I am going to sound the trumpet because this is not normal. This is not normal entertainment. It is not normal behavior. This is not God's way of entertaining. Do you not know every gift that God has given to someone to be funny, to be musical, to be a great entertainer? That's a gift given by God to bring pleasure to people to bring life, to bring fun, to bring, to bring interesting storytelling that, uh, that all of those things are good. They, the, every good and perfect thing comes from God. God gives gifts to men, but when they are taken outside of the moral code in which God has given them to bless humanity with, they become perverted. They become dark. And therefore, we glorify adultery. We, we glorify sleeping with women, sleeping around. We, we glorify men with men and women with women. We glorify illicit um, content. We, we, we glorify it. And this is not so, church. This is not to be. And we have got to wake up. And I implore all of those that have become so desensitized by, the, by arts and entertainment, and oh, I'm coming to the media next <laughs> by arts and entertainment to understand that we are fighting for the soul of a nation because the things that are coming across as entertainment is not entertaining. It is degrading. It is defiling. It is corrupting. And I love entertainment. I want I love movies. I want to be able to go sit in a movie as a Christian man and not have to get up and leave. I want to be able to enjoy music. I want to be able to enjoy music about life, about love, about success, about blessing. It doesn't have to all be gospel music. You can you can be inspirational. You can write about um, things that have happened in your life. You can write about the world. You can write about any number of things. Except things that are degrading and ungodly. And you can make a movie about anything. You can have you can you can show anything 
that is very entertaining and very intriguing without feeding the appetite of the vulgar. And so, church, we need to raise our voices. We need to be more vocal about what is right and what is not right. And we must put pressure that there is still a church here for the FCC. We will not just be trampled over. It still matters to us. And you might say it's too big to deal with that. You know, we can't even, you know, approach that situation. Well, maybe you can't change it from that perspective, but you can change it in your home by teaching your children what is godly and what is ungodly and ciphering through and supporting godly based, moral based, um, principle based arts and entertainment. Let's start at home. And those of you that have become desensitized, I pray today this opened up your eyes because they are molding the minds of the next generation. And so rappers and entertainers must understand there is a responsibility. You can tear down a culture with your lyrics. You can start all types of unrighteous movements with your lyrics. And in all that we talk about in the African-American community, nobody has risen to the standpoint where we cause the movement to start talking about all of the ungodly music that has been pumped into the minds of our of the next generation when it comes to rap music. We have got to begin to make our stand. And it's going to be a culture clash, but that's what we were called to the kingdom for. Well, I'm out of time. I went a couple of minutes over on arts and entertainment because it's huge. It is so huge. It's going through the ears of our children. It's going through the eyes of our children. And we have got to make sure we make a stand, explain to them why you can't watch that, why you can't listen to that, why I can't have you, why I've got to tell you that that's wrong, why I've got to tell you that that movie, I know what you you saw, but that's not the right way. That's not God's way so that they have a moral code of what is sound entertainment and what comes from the kingdom of darkness. Listen, I'm out of time. I'll go. I'll see you next week. We'll end this thing on the culture clash with number seven, the media next week. Be blessed. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.